This is totally classic. This week, I have a, a bugaboo, a thing stuck in my craw, a piece of steak in my teeth, um, perhaps literally right now, actually, I did just have a, a grass-fed filet mignon for breakfast. Uh, how fancy am I? Um, but what's been sticking in my craw is this, this concern uh, about, I'm trying, I don't even know a phrase for it, but subconscious semantic dilemmas where people use words in a regular basis in the, in the, you know what I mean by blank sense. However, the inaccuracy of the words that we use, I feel like somewhere even our, in our subconscious, we're aware of the, the dissonance or the disconnect between the words we're using and the accuracy, uh, the inaccuracy of such a thing. Um, I've been noting this, uh, uh, especially around uh, in news this past week or so, um, well, actually for the past year or so, where people will refer to things um, being by like uh, caused by COVID or caused by the pandemic, where they're like, well, schools closed, COVID closed the schools, or, um, you know, the pandemic led to massive uh, job loss. Um, so both of those things are objectively inaccurate and we say them and people kind of like get it. You know what I mean by the pandemic? I mean, the pandemic and like everything that happened while the pandemic was coursing through uh, our populace. Um, however, there are better words for that. And as you use like COVID, COVID didn't shut down a single school anywhere on, on the planet, right? It's a, it's a respiratory virus. It doesn't have the capacity to do so. It would have to, that would have to be like inf the literal infections and infected so many people <laughs> that they couldn't open the school. The janitor lost his keys. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's not possible, right? People shut down schools. Um, the government- Maybe just the person with the keys. If the Maybe person with the, the key. keys was, yeah, was taken the key out. Guy. Yeah. Yes, in which case there might be a rare moment. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not generally true at all. But when you say things like that and you're like, ah, but you know what I mean, but you're saying a false thing and we know it subconsciously, I feel like it's going to lead to uh, autoimmune disorders, inflammatory problems, cancer. I really think that downstream is going to, because when you start speaking something that you know isn't true, it affects you. Like it, it, it wounds you, right? We say this, this is, um, and, and I'm going to, yes, I'm going to rant a little bit about this. Um, I was thinking about how when people are sexually abused uh, or even attempted sexual abuse, which happened in, in my life, which is so I can relate more directly to, um, that uh, it's not, the, the, the attempt is very damaging, but often what is damaging and therefore a point of catharsis that can actually relieve a lot of the damage, the lingering harm, the lingering trauma of those things is believing a lie based on that trauma. So let's say someone's sexually abused and they take on the lie that they asked for it, they deserved it, that they somehow like it meant something about them. And they just repeat that lie. And that's generally like, ah, you know what I mean? Like that happens. So I feel, and they might even just call it trauma or blah, blah, blah. But ultimately they're, they're, they've inhabited a lie and have taken it on their body, but their body knows it's not true. And so literally some, they're constantly at war with themselves over such a thing. And great catharsis can be found in even healing when you set the lie aside and you go, well, okay, well, that's not true. Let's be accurate in our speech. This is why I love being accurate in my speech. I think it's healing for the for my body, for other people's bodies, for us as a society, that sort of thing. So that's just one example of, those are two examples of how these sort of semantic things can subconsciously damage us, which leads me to today's topic, are Republicans the new liberals? And I say all that because a lot of our conversation today, I think we'll initially at least, will rotate around what does liberal mean and have we been using the word almost in cross purposes for a long time, which I think is a cognitive dissonance that we kind of have dwelt in at least for most, most of my, uh, my, my life. So that's the question. 
I'll, I'll, I need to be quiet for a little bit because that was a lot. That was a long intro. My name is Brendan McNamara, and I'm talking with my friend Andy Swindler. Oh, that was a, that was a, that was a sloppy overlap. Uh, Let's do it again. Uh, my name is Brendan McNamara, and that, my friend, is Andy Swindler. Yeah, there we go. So that's the question. Now, generally, I think Andy and I. Uh, I guess I'm a registered independent. I think, I don't know what you're registered as, uh, Andy, in terms of like people who could prove our identity markers. Uh, but lately I've been exploring the idea of voting for a Republican president for the first time. I think Ron DeSantis is an interesting person, um, uh, largely because of his work during the pandemic. I'm, I have a mixed uh, thoughts about his uh, record since, but um, I'm exploring it, you know, so I, I could sort of stand in as a, a, a a Republican in this instance, even though I'm not such, um, and I was going to make Andy if he wasn't already a stand-in, sort of as a as a Democrat in terms of whatever semi-oppositional forces uh, we may somewhat preoccupy as we seek common ground in the middle. Well, this is a good a time as any to announce my political candidacy. Oh, um, fantastic! Uh, certainly a, a Democrat. And um, I just want to tell everybody out there to vote Swindler, a name you can trust. I mean, if slogans get you by, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I think you've already garnered at least 10,000 10, votes on that slogan alone. I'm pretty sure that's the essence of our entire um, podcast here, which is the <laughs> slogan, slogans, a.k.a. headlines, yes. uh, are, are what I tend to represent in the world, whereas you're the, the deeper dive. Uh, yeah. in terms of how we approach research one thing you said in the intro i i, I just started reading the myth of normal by uh gabor and daniel mate and they the first part of that book it's it's about trauma um hmm. for the most part and the whole first part of that book is just a pile of research you know validating what you just said you know one thing oh, they cool. they bring up is the um, the correlation between being nice. Uh, Brene Brand talks about this being nice versus kind, and lots of people do. But, yeah, but yeah. whereas whereas kind might is more honest and maybe harder. But, and and I sure. I'm in this I'm in this growth myself where I'm much more uh, prone to be nice because I want to be amiable and I want to be liked and all that. Yeah, yeah. But they totally were normal. saying there's a direct um, correlation with diseases to the point where they mentioned a few different ones but particularly ALS they were mm -hmm. saying that the nurses who take care of those patients it's just like common knowledge they'll they'll they can like uh predict what disease somebody has based on you know how nice the patient was wow um, and I'm like so yeah I mean you you mentioned it in a, in a slightly different way but this idea that when we're not honest with ourselves or each other uh that there's a tendency for that energy to get stuck in us yeah. and actually manifest physically as as disease or other symptoms yeah and, and my proposal is really if we can because i love words so much i think words are healing and true words are are healing uh that if we can solve, so, and it may, I know it seems silly to some people. Uh, I've had encounters with people where like this, is, uh, and we've heard this, I've heard this my whole life, uh, that's just semantics. And I was like, how is that remotely a dismissal? Like, 
Semantics are literally how we understand what the words mean that we're speaking to each other. I think if we can solve <laughs> semantic issues, we can, especially as we speak them, and therefore we can speak more truthfully, having a better understanding of what our words mean, then we can actually start clearing. It's, it's not, it's not going to heal the world, make it a better place Im immediately, but it's, it's one little piece. It's just healing one tiny Lego brick in the wall, you know, but I think it can heal a whole section because I do think semantics are language as human beings is foundational so it's like a low it's it's healing some bricks on the on the lowest level of your uh your lego eiffel tower um so i think if we, if we can get clear on those things um then we we can move clear we can speak clear we can receive more clearly because i think some of this dissonance of these misunderstandings especially around liberal i've noticed because it it relates to our political infighting um which i think is as nasty in in this past like five to ten years uh, as I've ever seen it in my life. Maybe I'm just paying more attention to it. I know it's been way nastier in the deep past or whatever. Uh, Jefferson and Adams, I've listened to some of the things they like Jefferson said about Adams. And I was like, okay, those are insults worse than I've heard any politician levy in my lifetime. But um, I still think that there's a, a tension and it's a rising tension. And I think some of that has to do with this, this discord within ourselves because we don't feel like we are Re reasoning clearly, speaking clearly, being heard clearly, being reasoned with clearly, like, and, and so we feel unsettled. And I think some of that is around this word liberal. And, and uh, because I think also liberalism is like a foundational principle or a set of principles by which our society in the United States is governed, maybe even the Western world entire, maybe even to a degree the world entire, that uh, I think it's part of what's making us so like voracious and vicious and, 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 and prone to the tendency of othering, which I see as potentially cataclysmic. And so as, as many places I, as we can to like reduce that, uh, I would be, I would like, I would like that to happen. And I'd like to say as to this proposal, my, my concept is not, uh, are Republicans the new liberals, meaning Democrats are not liberal anymore. What I'm speaking of is, is, uh, uh, what is it? A measurement of degrees, meaning are Republicans significantly more liberal than Democrats currently? And and by pre-proposal is that yes, indeed, it seems quite obvious that they are. Um, but that doesn't mean, of course, that again, I, I don't want to descend into othering, where it's just like, well, they they have no, they hate liberalism, and they're that you know that's not at all what's being proposed, um, because I think liberal liberal values are are part and parcel of our entire system. So it's 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 again, it's just a matter of of, of degrees essentially. Nice, uh, nice nuance. Nuance. Oh, how dare you! I'm trying to get, trying to get spicy. If we're going to, I like about it. No, I know. About, I, if we're going to yeah. talk about politics, no, no, you don't want to be nice. I'm going to use, I'm going to use all the unsafe words. Yep, throwing this uh, right out the window. I, I think bringing a little bit of context in here, personally for me anyway, um, might be valuable. Uh, especially with, with what you framed as, you know, me potentially playing the, the Democrat in this conversation. Sure. And, and that's true, certainly in the sense of what I inherited. So more than once on this show, I've used our conversation to really evaluate what I inherited, um, particularly the, our abortion conversation comes to mind. Conversations, I should say. Um, and in this case, oh my gosh, like I am, a multi-generation inheritance of card-carrying Democrats. I mean, going yeah. back at least two generations to my grandparents that I knew, maybe more. Um, 
although there might have been a flip because my great grandfather on my mom's side was i think a methodist minister and i, I think my grandma was very much like a, a rebellion to that in, in some ways yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. so who knows i'm not sure but um but also, I know we're going to get into this a little bit. The parties flipped in the in the arguably in the mid twentieth century. So that's that's uh, another dimension there. But for me, you know, I especially after, through our conversations would like to consider myself more more independent. I think in many issues I'm probably pretty centrist. Um, and yet, when it comes to voting, and if I have to pick one of those boxes. Yeah, yeah, here in Chicago, for which, 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 even this, well, I guess I'm talking about the, the primary votes, right? Where you actually have to um, pick a party to, to yes. even participate. Yeah, yeah. Which, in a way, like, I don't know why that feels strange to me, like, to, to ever have to pick a party to sort of yeah. participate in, in how the, you know, who's going to get in, you know. So the whole, yeah. I think you and I are pretty, both seem to be pretty anti this. Yeah, staunch know. binary political it just is so incredibly limited and obviously deeply yeah. monetized and corrupted um <laughs> yeah here 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 more than anywhere i mean the length of our election cycles and i could go on and on um but at the end of the day like when i'm forced when i'm faced with that decision i'm i'm, I'm gonna choose democrat every time you know mm -hmm. and and yeah that's probably still a bit more of my conditioning and upbringing yeah and really understanding what's in front of me um, and I think through our conversations and a variety of others, it's it's helped me realize the sad reality that, I mean, I was raised in a way where it was just like the easy answer it was like, mm. the Democrats are the good guys. Yeah, yeah. That's who you vote. That's who you vote for. Yeah. You know? And I don't mean to suggest, you know, that my parents didn't have any um, reasoning. I mean, my dad was a philosophy professor, so, you know, but it was. Yeah. Even in that, like, there's a pretty funny contrast of like, gosh, I mean, incredible research and debate. And yet on this, so mired on one mm -hmm. side of the binary. And then yeah. in their, especially in their older age, be, becoming more mired in that, in the way that our TV is so bifurcated, right? Mm -hmm. Where if you're yes. just watching MSNBC all the time, yeah. It's gonna. It's programming your brain more and more yeah. and more to just believe that's that's the right side, you know. Yeah. And we know that happens on both on both sides, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, the Fox News effect, the CNN. Oh, this is interesting. I just want to say this for the viewers. I've been. I got into media bias over the past three or four years because I was just like, why is this happening? This is like the way people report, like the thing you were talking about, where people report things very one sided, where it very much is like you have a clear sense of. Who are the white hats and who are the black hats? Who are the, the good guys? Who are the bad guys? Um, and uh, Fox News and CNN have a very similar uh, bias rating, right? They're both kind of like, uh, they like lean, non-extreme. I know this is shock people, uh, but it, Fox is not, sometimes in their opinion, they can go far right, but Fox is not like a far right uh, uh, media bias source. Isn't that amazing to me? I don't, I, I, that's amazing to me because I had, that was not the assumption that I had about Fox, by the way. Um, and then CNN, so CNN and Fox have similar biases. And NBC, which you mentioned, is almost more like, a, what's that other network, like OAN or America First or whatever. I mean, MSNBC is like deep, is like far left in terms of media bias, in terms of ranked by multiple media bias sites or whatever. I'm just relying on the expertise of others in, and uh, and then obviously trying to validate with my own experiences as well. But like, 
Um, I just think that that's fascinating in that that's how that we even have those sources now that are are what are our semi mainstream ones are are notably biased to to far degrees, and then even the the secondary ones are like significantly biased. And I was looking this up this week: is every single network, ABC, NBC, CBS, um, are all left biased. They're not. They're not. None of them are considered centrist by any evaluate evaluation. So it's fascinating, in general. Like, and so I, I say all this to be like to give myself a little benefit, just like you were talking about your family history. I was like, the, the culture I live in, generally the news or whatever, right, as our source of like, what's going on in the world, is uh, portrays Republicans as bad guys, essentially. You know, not always that that overt, but not they're not averse to it, right? Um, so. I think that, A, that's fascinating. B, just briefly on my family history, I think I've talked about this before. My dad was like, worked for the Democratic Party throughout my life uh, as a child. Uh, definitely like a default. I mean, if, if if anyone I know, especially when I was a kid, would vote like a straight ticket. Uh, I don't even know if that's possible anymore. Um, uh, that you, he would probably just click that. Democrats all the way down. Uh, my mom and stepdad, I think, voted Republican. I remember at some point in my youth, Jack Kemp was running, I think, for president. My mom went and like volunteered. So I think she leans Republican. Um, but she's like a pro-life advocate and Republicans are really pro-life lip service people. So she finds that pretty hypocritical and terrible or whatever. Um, so I, I grew up with like a light uh, Republican bias somewhere in my house and then a, a heavy like left bias uh, in my home. And so when I go vote, I, I try to, I don't always do it. It depends on kind of the candidates or whatever, but I try to kind of like make sure I'm distributing my votes equally. And then with between Democrats and Republicans as like to make sure, because I was like, I want balance. I used to just hate the bipartisan system and I still generally think it's a terrible idea, but I have come to understand it more in the binary sense of like mother father concepts. And I was like, oh, okay, we do as humans, we're used to being led because whatever it takes men and a woman to create a child. So then you like, we have it, even if it's a, even if we didn't have an experience, some people have two mothers, some people have two fathers, but like, uh, throughout human history, generally, that's how people are created. And so that's how we've evolved and developed as human beings is that we are led by these sort of, what is it? Uh, uh, there's a word in the Bible that's translated help me, but I was hearing a cool definition of it. It's actually like the, uh, the beneficial adversary. So we grew up with beneficial adversaries in front of us. And so we have this, we likewise cleave to this like beneficial adversary thing. And I think we're at the mm. point, point now though, we're like, these are these are parents. This is like the War of the Roses. We're in that we're in an acrimonious, long divorce kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where both of our parents, to me, seem like drunk, drunk a holes. I know I have kids near you, so I'm not, I'm not even going to use the the full curse word. Full full curse, full curse word. Um, anyway, I sorry. The, I got the let headphones me, in. Yeah, let me define because we're already uh, like. 15 minutes in, let's define liberal. So I just wanted, we can define it individually, but let me just do the OED definition. Uh, Cause that's my, I think it's the, the most comprehensive dictionary, uh, whatever they, they, they source the, the farthest back. And I just find the whole uh, Oxford English dictionary is just a, mir a miracle of, uh, of human, human innovation uh, for the English language. Uh, so the first definition is one, willing to respect or accept behavior, or accept, that's in, that's important, or opinions different from one's own, comma, open to new ideas. Definition two, denoting or relating to a political or social philosophy that promotes individual rights, civil liberties, democracy, and free enterprise. So that's like the strict semantics 
of and and honestly, most dictionaries don't really vary heavily on that. A lot of dictionaries are mentioned as like the third definition, which means it's newest. Uh, that uh, it's sort of just is associated with like progressive causes, Democratic Party, the Liberal Party in the UK, that, that sort of thing. So certainly we've we've adopted, and it's not like just wrong to me. Like, well, I say liberal, and I mean Democrats. Yes, that is that is an accepted definition, but it's certainly secondary, and it it is we all know essentially what liberalism means. I think generally because we know, like, oh, you know, yeah, I try to be liberal with my attitudes about sex or whatever. We know what that means. We don't. It doesn't mean I'm like a Democrat. It means I'm open to like all sorts of experiences and stuff. So we, I think we who know English kind of all like know both and we know which one's more fundamental than the other because one is like a philosophical concept and one is just a political party, which could be named anything, you know, could, could be the Whigs. But did you, do you have a, is that a general sense that you kind of agree to, I would like to agree to terms before we slide on. Like, is that, is that your general sense of what liberal, liberal means? Yeah, I, I think that's a good place to start. Um, you know, I, I when, one thing that comes up a lot is the context of being like socially liberal and, and fiscally conservative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's 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 that piece. Um, and maybe it's hard for me to define liberal without also poking a little at the definition of conservative. Yeah, yeah. So is to me, like and you know, to me, I, I I pretty much conflated them growing up and thinking, well, cons yes. you know, conservative is bad. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And it makes me think of what I think is a Churchill quote, although I, I always, I sort of couch everything these days because it's like, who knows? <laughs> I'll look it up I've, later. I've seen uh, it in a meme well, continuously, a bunch of different memes that made, people made. So it was always Churchill, yeah. It's like we'll 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 fact check this later, but this yeah, if you're yeah. not a liberal when you're young, you have no heart, and if you're not a conservative when you're old, you have no brain. Which I yeah, think yeah. I heard at one point at, at being around the age forty to maybe that was a variation of it. Um, and now in my forties, I'm seeing that I'm starting to understand that more. Yeah. Like because maybe the most basic definition of being conservative is simply conservating. Yes. Is, is yes. that you yes. you have something to conserve, which is a protective quality. Yes. Again, going back to you were just talking about parents, yeah. you know, so yes, it can be overbearing. Yes, it can lead to, to like too much control. Yes, yeah, there's yeah, all yeah. sorts of ways. Yes, it can lead to stagnation, right? Yeah. Where we don't evolve, we don't grow, we don't, you know. So those are the, the all of those are the, the reasons I think I always thought it was bad. And yet at the same time, it's also quite important to protect, you know, in in I don't know liberal or social justice spaces, which I also often conflate those ideas, um, which I'm sure, sure is something we will untangle here. But you know, we also look we often like um, pedestalize like indigenous cultures and ancient sure. wisdom and, and yeah. you, know, you know. So there's also this sense of there's this sense of like let's burn it all down and let's invent everything new, and there's this sense of yeah. let's honor the past. And how do those mingle here with with this conversation is a pretty fascinating idea for me so um and the only other one i would add more specifically to politics is, is size of government i think is one that's often often yeah attached yeah. which probably inter intersects with your dictionary definitions in some way um but yeah yeah well it's yeah it is interesting i mean we do i mean i think fundamentally i think we all understand even if we forget 
that we do need that balance, right? There are things in which we're open to new ideas and things in which we're not open to new ideas because not every new idea is great. Some ideas suck. Some ideas, like you, you would entertain every new idea that was sounds as good or better than an idea you already have essentially, right? And you want to conserve things, right? You want to conserve your family. I think immigration actually is one of the best ways to look at this too. Like the idea of like, you need strong borders in order to be able to take care of the people who are in your house, quote unquote, right? You kind of can't take care of everyone, right? There's only so much room in a house, uh, so many resources in a home. Um, I know you, you're staying in a house and you, you have guests in town, right? And you're like, oh, we're starting to reach mass capacity. Um, I want to be liberal. I want to have an open door policy where people can kind of come in who I know. I want them to be vetted to some degree because I do have to protect, you know, children or whoever, right? These are all conservative uh, concepts. But at the same time, you want to be open enough that like you, you don't allow no one in, right? To just like, if we closed our borders or whatever, which kind of happened, started was happening during like uh, uh, lockdown sort of thinking uh, during the past few years. Um, and I was like, well, that's terrible. Like we were starting to block people who are legal immigrant, like legal immigrants weren't allowed to come in. Like whatever, the number one ranked tennis player in the world wasn't allowed to come to the United States of America for years. He was just like, no, even though he had reason to come and we had no reason to believe he had any malicious intent or, you know, they were like, no, you can't come in. I was like, once you start shutting borders down completely, you're, you're ruining your society because innovation is going to die die you need new new thoughts new ideas new people new constantly refreshing the well right but at the same time you can't let everybody in or you'll die <laughs> you know so it's like it is it is wildly um i think it's 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 cool to consider those things um and also the cool thing is is liberalism and conservatism aren't even in opposition you know what i mean willing to respect or accept behavior opinions doesn't mean you change your behavior or opinion you could literally conserve every single opinion and thing but you're just open to it you're like oh i'm open i want to hear about it let's we could try it out we should test it like right the scientific method let's apply the scientific method here that that sort of thing um at least in the in the central sense meaning a personal uh personal philosophy so yeah i think it's it's vital to have admiration for both of them i yeah i think that's that is true um there's a time and place and they they are hopefully in balance um, it makes me think of just conserving nature, which I associate yes. more with yeah. li liberals politically. Yeah. I'm, again, I'm not actually sure that's true, but uh, in terms <laughs> yeah. of who, who, maybe who has enacted more policies to protect uh, national mm -hmm. parks, for instance. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I assume it's liberals, um, but that's interesting because it's actually a conservative idea to, uh, to yeah, conserve yeah. Yes, nature and, and yeah. to protect. Yeah. The other thing I'm wondering about is we don't have to go into this whole long soup, but um, I think I view the semantics of this like a spectrum where mm. for a long time, I've, I've much preferred progressive to liberal mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And then beyond that, I hang out with lots of socialists and anarchists, arguably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to me, that feels like a, a spectrum or progression where it's like liberal. <laughs> progressive yeah. socialist anarchist yeah whereas i i would perhaps view anarchy as the ultimate expression of liberalism where it's just like oh no, no we're we're just gonna let the system basically it's chaos i mean we're gonna let the system basically yeah. like sort itself out you know? well yeah although still conservative of the anarchist principle right and meaning it would be up it would be opposed to then applying the, the new idea or the new opinion of an organized like organizing the anarchy 
You know what I mean? I mean, that's the funny thing, right? Every philosophy yeah. relies on some strict degree of conservatism, some principle, right? Because even like even anarchy is, is a principle, you know? So yeah, I think we have shades of all, I mean, same thing with conservatism. You like, in, in order to truly conserve something, you have to be open to new ideas because not all your ideas are going to work. You know, your, or your, every old idea is only going to work with a certain set of people or a certain, uh, or over a certain set of time or a certain development of our species or all that, all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's funny to think about. I know, progr- I've been thinking about progressive too. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a, that was a crafty uh, semantic grab. You know, I think the most, most semantic usage, especially in political realms as like savvy, like moves. I think they're very infrequently organic. That's my assumption anyway. And I was like, ooh, whoever grabbed progressive was smart because then it says progress. It has progress right. in it. So it means we're making progress. And I think it it's based a little bit around the false idea that we're constantly evolving, like as a, as a species or as people, where you're like, we're devolution or going backwards is also certainly an option. With any new idea, you can literally like, and that's the conservative principle is to go, wait, wait, wait. Let's not get worse than how we were. We don't want to do that, you know. You know, or we don't want to. Uh, 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 go, we we don't want to go backwards. I also think it's funny too when you have uh, concepts of progressivism that have like retrogressive concepts, right? Old concepts, right? Old. Uh, we've talked about this with gender or whatever, like really old ideas about gender. So it's old, bringing up old ideas and then applying it in a new way. Now that's that's how innovation happens too. I'm not saying that's like principally foolish or anything like that, but yeah, it's a fascinating. It's fascinating, but I don't even know where the conservative. I, I think, but I think this is a false impression. I don't even know what the continuant, like the continuance is on the conservative side of that spectrum. You know what I mean? Like if liberalism, I think is something that both Democrats and Republicans share. I think as, as, a, as a defining principle, maybe we can move into that next. I think both Republicans and Democrats are operating on liberal principles because I think these principles that I just described are explicit in our constitution and fundamental to our sense of self or who we are yeah. as citizens or human beings on the planet and i was like i don't even know then where it goes in the conservative side you know what i mean i think i have this weird sense of like it goes conservative and then they just stop everything but that's not really accurate either there's like a conservatism and then maybe even like a, a retrogression or then an originalist where it's like we have to go way back like the concept of not we're not just conserving mm. we need to go way back you know even the even listen this is some of the why you could contend that maga and you know, like make america great again as a even more than conservative concept because it's saying let's go back to this and try to figure it out by that basis what's fascinating of course is the rise of progressivism especially as related like gender these like antiquated concepts of gender roles is around the same time as people are saying let's let's make america like the 1950s and then meanwhile a bunch of progressives are saying let's consider the world like the 1950s did so i I, i've just found that endlessly fascinating that that kind of happened concurrently so there's something to it actually which means we need to look to the past, the same thing you're talking about, right? Maybe recent past, maybe ancient past. Where I, I, I don't, can't even tell you how many people have gotten into the people I know who've gotten into like the Stoics and Stoicism in the classic sense, like in the past 10 years. I, I mean, just dozens, mostly men, but dozens and dozens of people are like, because whatever, whatever we're doing right now, I think everyone would agree, it's not entirely working. <laughs> Some of these- I hope we could all have. agree on that. Yeah, I would hope so too. Yeah, I hope so. What one tiny uh, semantic thing you you just reminded me of was I, yeah. I I remember hearing George W. do this decent amount where you know we, the Democrat Party yeah and there was a Very I'm sure there was some some training or some something around avoiding calling it the Democratic Party yeah it's such an that advantage. implied like oh they're the Democratic 
because that's the basis of our of our republic yes is democracy and being democratic and so it was like the democrat party which was like sort of it just roll, didn't doesn't really roll off the tongue no it doesn't. So you kind of people like us would notice that and be like yes Dang it Why that you way. Saying that? yeah but it's i, I found myself doing it too because i was like oh that's kind of because it's an unfair advantage you know honestly just and i was thinking about i was literally taking the trash out this morning and thinking about that i was like we don't have the same i don't even know when the republicans coined their name like did the sense did we have a different sense culturally of like the republic and all that that meant and did that have a rich kind of cultural context for those who heard it so maybe at the time when they coined their names those were considered like equal concepts right here's democratic meaning like of the people republic meaning like the strength of our unity and it's like oh the the our unity is important but the people individual people too are also important you know but like republic like means almost nothing to me i mean i know what it means but it doesn't like mean something to me it doesn't it doesn't resonate and give me some sort of sense of of truth or myself or whatever um so in some ways they like i think it's hilarious because again they if they are the conservative party they have this like old school name that doesn't really mean as much anymore <laughs> and it's kind of well, it's, too late, it's too late to change well that's sort of what a my nature is probably not to ever get around to this, but yeah, I'm so, so curious to go back because it's a headline version anyway, that the Democratic Party evolved from the Jeffersonian Republican or Democratic hyphen Republican Party organized by Jefferson and Madison in opposition to the Federalist Party. Yeah. So they actually, they were basically, the names were merged and hyphenated at one point. It's fascinating, <laughs> right? So they already divorced. I feel like they're trying to divorce again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they had they had equal standing. I know. Well, Federalist is still kind of a popular thing too. I think, um, not only just because of the musical Hamilton, but uh, but I think as a, as a uh, as a conservative, I would say like an even deep conservative, whatever that is, like a retro conservative movement, like Federalism or federal the Federalists is still sort of used as a as a. Um, as a marker, as like an identity marker, which I think is sort of fascinating. Uh, so wait, let's get to the actual question. This is really even just like talking about why this question is important, I suppose. So my contention is, especially in the past three years, that uh, Republicans have become more liberal than Democrats by a wide margin, um, meaning both are still. I think the Libertarian Party is the most, like in terms of our popular, like various and sundry popular parties in this country is the most like obviously liberal where they're just like, be so open that the government should be as small as humanly possible and really not even hardly involved in adjudicating which ideas are good or not, but the sort of the marketplace of humanity, the, the, the democratic aspect, even more so than the Republic aspect is very, is, uh, is key. But just looking at the fact that it's like it or not, we do have like really big, two big teams in our system to the point where people falsely think they have to kind of pick one or the other. Um, I mean, it's, it's just an abject falsehood. And again, I, I, my advocacy right now is that we could have a bloodless revolution, even just in a presidential election, y'all. Let's not elect a Democrat or a Republican this next time. And I think it would fundamentally change our society for the better. It'd be very chaotic for a little while because people would really, it would hurt people's sort of sense of ego, but it's not a real identity. Like being having a party affiliation, it's not a real identity. It's 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 malarkey. It's just a thing. It's like being a Celtics fan. Yes, I love the Celtics. Yes, I have a Larry Bird jersey. Yes, I watched them as a child. It means something to me in a nostalgic sense. But if it goes away, 
like if the Celtics all of a sudden like moved to another town, like it would hurt me. I'd be sad about it. I have all sorts of reactions to it, but it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't matter in, the, in terms of like social, societal, social cohesion. You know, that that's that, that's that's why I look at the the two parties. Ultimately, it's like sports or cola wars, Pepsi or Coke, you know. I love that, by the way. I, I, one thing I forgot to mention about my voting record is if I don't have, if I'm kind of equal on Democrat, Republican, yeah. and here in Chicago, there's often a green candidate. Yeah. I will typically vote green, A, because I, it feels safe in the sense that yeah. it's probably not going to win. So it feels like a <laughs> yeah. vote. It feels like a vote An actual for vote. another party, for yeah, another yes. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, I, what I'm mostly voting for is having more than two parties. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think it's more important than who wins on an individual basis. Again, as for president, whatever, I've never voted. For, well, actually, I, you know, I've said this a bunch, and I do have to, I'm going to publicly admit this in just a moment, but I've never voted for a Republican president before. That's why me considering DeSantis is like a big deal for me. Uh, the, wow, fact is, the, the fact is, though, I've never voted for a Democratic president either. <laughs> so, uh, but the one thing is, I think, I think, I'm not entirely sure, but there's at least some part of me that wonders if I accidentally voted a straight Republican ticket on the first vote I ever did, which is not intentional. It really wasn't. I filled out all the things, but I, it was only when I left that I was like looking at it and I was like, before I handed it in, I was like, wait, because I fill in all the different candidates, right? Um, but then... I think I filled in a bubble. So I, don't, I just want to say that just in case everyone like takes me as a liar, I want you to know that like there's a small possibility that I, it was the first time I'd ever voted. I was like 18 years old or whatever. We were in, in Evanston. It was our freshman year. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was yeah. 96, Clinton, yeah. Bush Sr. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah I, uh, I very proudly voted for Clinton. Yeah. It was, uh, Clinton Dole. Clinton Dole, the guy with the hand. Oh, Clinton Dole. That's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. um, so I was like, I may have inadvertently voted for Bob for Bob Dole, or actually, I might have intentionally voted for Bob Dole. I don't remember, but then I certainly didn't mean to vote all Republicans for everything. Um, so yes, my 18th—I don't know—it's a new thing to me. I didn't have any experience. I literally standing in line. I like looked at how to do it. The internet was a young thing, guys. I, I hadn't didn't even think to look online on how to like vote and make sure you do it right or whatever. I've since I've since oh, Bush, pra I've practiced long enough. Bush Senior was 92. Is that when he? Yeah, I think that was his sec second term. Upset his second term, and then Dole was ninety six. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I just want to. I, I I need to say that. Say that. Wow. Out for, I, for, I, for history. I receive your public admission. Yeah, I might have. I might. I don't. I, I mean, I truly don't know. So, um, anyway, Can we look that up. Is it? I know. I know. Is that public record? Like, I was. I've always wondered that. Can you? Can you look up someone's voting record? I'm assuming it's not. But I could be incorrect. I always thought it was semi meant to be semi private or whatever. Um, so that's that's my assertion. Is that and do you have that sense? Do do you know what I mean by that, or does that sound like a crazy thing to say that like Republicans are more liberal in the in the definitional sense that we're talking about here, uh, the like OED sense? They I, I feel like Republic. I feel like this is almost. I, I feel like Democrats have literally given liberalism yeah. up. I, I don't even think they're really fighting it. it meaning uh, civil liberties. Uh, individual rights um, or uh, respect and opinion of uh, different uh, than one's own have been given up, especially, but this is more by media, but um, like uh, leftist media, where things like individual rights have been decried as like they've literally been given. They're like individual rights as a, or freedom, freedom of freedom and freedom of speech, things like that have all been sort of assigned as ne and negatively uh, to the right, meaning like that's in like a Republican, that's like a right slogan or whatever. 
Um, now, I think this is bad strategy on the on the Democrat side, personally, but um, I, I think they've actually kind of given up the fight. Although, if you push them on it and said, Democrats, are you liberal? They're like, we're the most liberal or whatever. Uh, but um, so to me, it's not a surprising thing to say. But when I say this to some people, they're like, they I, I have had conversations with people where they were incredulous that I would even make such a claim. I'm I'm struggling with it. Um, this is why I'm intrigued by this conversation. Yeah, I I and this I'm sure is my largely informed by a media bias. Even though I don't I don't really watch mainstream news anymore. But yeah, um, the first one I just want to take them one at a time. Willing to respect or accept behavior or opinions different from one's own. Open to new ideas. I don't perceive republicans in that way oh interesting um and actually i want to i want to orient in this case yeah yeah we're saying are republicans according to these definitions yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. um i i don't um i can again, I, I, like, I don't, i'm, I don't I'm trying to i'm trying to Okay. Okay. So I'm trying I, to I pick out examples that, that they have this problem, yeah. and I I, I I started making a list of like how basically both parties violate this concept. And my okay. contention okay. is so simply, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I I don't disagree with you. Just so you know, like whatever this this yeah this this is not a moment of tension. Meaning, I think there are areas where the Republicans very clearly don't do this. And my contention really was just in response. We'll go through it. Is that Democrats also have this problem and don't do this. And then they just do it to larger groups of people. They do it more. It's, again, it, this is, you know what I mean? So part of this is like, what do they actually do? And then I think part of this is like the, the claim of yes. how they act and, yes. and what yeah. they represent. And that's yeah. a lot yeah. of what you're often bringing up offline of our actual recordings of, of in the in nu numerous examples that you may raise about who says what and how things are being presented and what yeah. what is the openness or tolerance for the other for another viewpoint and yeah you know you i certainly see now how that is a huge problem in in the democrat uh, party as well yeah um, yeah yeah but and, yeah but and maybe just again like the, the nature of binary politics is like yes sort of like the game is like oh my god i can't give the other side an inch which really <laughs> yeah. reinforces yeah. The, the idea that there are sides um the other part briefly Again, like I, I, I think it's so deep in me that the, the, the Democrats and the liberals, you see there, I'm even conflating those, right? Are <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ones, you know, civil liberties, democracy, those stand out in particular. Um, individual rights and free enterprise seem a little less clear to me as conceptually yeah. related to Democrats yeah. specifically, but yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, I'll pause there. Yeah. I know you want to. Yeah, yeah, going. yeah. No, that's uh, willing to respect or accept. So, like, give me some examples because there are examples. And if you can't think of any, I have examples of like Republicans not like openly not respecting or accepting behavior or opinions uh, different from one's own. Uh, for, for better or worse, Tucker Carlson has come just almost everything I've ever heard him say is. Yeah seems seems basically fundamentally disrespectful and not accepting of anything outside of the veil and, and i i guess i associate him as a republican he's not a political figure but he's a pundit yeah um, yeah yeah i think he votes republican i don't know he doesn't really like the republican party but i i, I would assume he's a 
I assume he votes to Republican. I could be I could be wrong. I don't, I don't actually know much about yes. it. Like, what's an example um, of like a, of a of a behavior or an opinion that would be like I don't respect that or accept that? I should have done my homework. <laughs> you can pick a different you can pick a different example if that's not a a, a salient uh, uh, portion or whatever. I, I just I mean I can introduce one. You can just agree with it too. Um, where I think um, the especially and this is very recent. Uh, Republican sort of uh, canceling in terms of uh, Target, Bud Light has been really recent, uh, where Republicans mm. are like, oh, you're expressing this, uh, uh, not only openness and respect, but literally you're promoting, right? That was the accusation. It's just like, okay, this isn't just about being open. You're actually saying you're, uh, this is this is not only accepting that this idea exists, you're actually uh, taking it on yourself. <clears throat> so it was opposing that essentially. Um, so I, I think that's an example of not being open. I think it's an example of specifically being closed, where it's like, no, we won't, essentially, we won't tolerate your openness to taking this ideology on. And they did it uh, with Target over, I guess, like, where the accusation was like chest binders and tucking garments for children. They already had it for adults, but they started doing it for kids. And that they had pride gear in previous years, but then this year they started doing pride gear for kids. So kids is, I mean, kids in general, like seems to be the flashpoint over the past couple of years, um, or even just the last year or so. It's like once kids are, same thing, drag shows, right? Once it was kids story hour, all of a sudden drag shows were a problem. Drag shows have been around since human beings have been around, um, and certainly in our country. But once kids are involved, all of a sudden it changed everything, right? So uh, Republicans, I think, can't like in the cancel attempt of boycott, organizing boycotts of Target and Bud Light over the uh, Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney, is that his name? I can't remember. Um, the, the, whatever, the, the the uh, whatever the YouTube person um, having like a sponsorship or even just some sort of association. So I think that's an example of like not, that's that's certainly not accepting opinions where there's like, I don't accept it. Whereas like, I won't even in interact with you. So I think that's an, that would be an intolerance or an anti-liberal uh, maneuver. Um, but yeah. Better, better you, example. Well, yeah, no, I was just, I like to, I like to give them crap, but see, but, but let me just, this is unfair because this is how I gilded, you know, I'm gilding this. My example, my counter example would be like, uh, Democrat canceling, uh, has been, uh, like a mis, like a misgender laws or misgendering censorship, just taking around the same concept, right? The same new idea, uh, where misgendering laws are, and there's, there's some in the United States now too, um, where if you basically if you have the idea or opinion that this other opinion is not correct and you state it out loud that you can be fined or go to jail. So to me, I was like, oh, those are similar. And then, and maybe I picked like a, a crappy, maybe there's better ones that Republicans also do this or whatever. We can kind of back and forth and kind of figure it all out. Um, but I was like, so the Democrat one is just worse because it leads to like literally like fining or and we've seen it overseas too. So it's, it's probably coming here at some point in different states of like imprisoning people for expressing an opinion that you don't that you don't accept to the point where they have to be punished for having that opinion. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's that's one you and I have obviously discussed pretty thoroughly. And I think as a broader concept of gender uh, have disagreements about. However, this is an area where, yeah, I think it is, I think it takes it too far to imprison somebody yeah. for not 
ascribing to what I hold as, I don't know, a more polite or just way to, you know, treat treat a human being and sort of honor their their the way they want to be addressed. Um, and yet, yeah, I, I don't. To me, it's just really taking it a step too far to think about imprisoning somebody, and that also attaches to my general ideology that we're not going to really grow as a species by just yeah. having punitive measures like that. Like yeah, that's yeah, not punish, really the way punish. we're going to. Yeah, um, actually evolve to whatever state right where we might actually get along in that way. Yeah, yeah. I think an I think another Republican example, unless you have one, is how that they've been. Uh, honestly, I again, I, I'm not joining. I know for people who are conservative, they'll be like, "That's just not true." Uh, yes, it, the way the media has been reporting this is so inaccurate as to be. Honestly, comedian, it's satirical. It's not. It's not real. Um, but uh, Republican censorship, uh, making book bans much easier. There has been literal legislation that Republicans have put in place, making challenges of books by the populace uh, much easier to do. Now, in the media, it's being represented as though Republicans are running around banning books, which is just absolutely not the case. Um, almost literally, the majority of the challenges are literally the top, the top number one book, which I think is that my color is blue or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, um, gender. There's like gender queer and, and my color. My something is blue. It's been like the same bunch of books for the past five or six years. But Republicans have been open to that in a way that I don't like uh, personally. So that's why I'm willing to call them out on it. Um, of kind of making that easier and making it easier for people to just express their anti-liberal. I'm not open to this idea. And then therefore that thing gets uh, never banned, I guess. There has there have been no books banned in any of these things, they, but they get moved or whatever. They get moved to like the middle school shelf or they get taken out of the school. You can still buy them on Amazon or whatever, but they're, um, so no one's banning anything, but still yeah, I like I, the I, way I, you... I an anti-liberal tendency. I feel like I like the way you worded that, like making book bans much easier. Which, which probably is the hopefully the extent of power of legislative power to begin yes, with is, yes. is sort of what what is the what are the rules of engagement what's possible and then most of those decisions are made much much more locally um yeah. and this reminds me i'll be brief uh, there's a group i re-engaged with this week um for reasons not worth explaining for the last year i haven't been able to meet with this group and i love these people they're they're my anti-racism home base for many, many years. We've traveled together, all kinds of things. Um, and you, uh, you know, thank you and F you for- um, <laughs> Complicating everything. Uh, for complicating everything. <laughs> and for really, um, I have developed a, a, an impatience, borderline intolerance for for being in groups that I think are certainly unquestionably wanting to do good in the world uh, and are really open. It is a very, it is a kind of group where I feel like multiple views would be very respected and brought in. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and I'm not, a, I, I still don't quite have the confidence to test that enough. So in this case, you know, when I re-engage, I hadn't been in this particular meeting for, like I said, a year. Yeah. Right, and the whole meeting started with like, "Hey, what do you, what does everybody think of this NAACP, um, you know, announcement that that Florida, you know, that 
don't know if it was a travel ban or just this advisory tra tra travel, travel advisory. advisory yeah yeah it's um, so dangerous yeah i mean they're on the part of ban but yeah exactly yeah, like yeah and then just just hearing so many of these talking points just just parroted in a way that i'm sure i have for many years of just you know that this um that that yeah, that, that Florida is a dangerous place for black people. And then and then the and then it kind of everything else starts tends to spill out. And then it's and it's yeah, and they're banning books and they're anti LGBTQ, you know, and it's just yeah. sort of these this string of talking yeah. points, which any one of which, you know, sure, let's let's pick it apart, let's talk yeah, about it, yeah. let's see what's really going on there. Yeah. But it I don't know, I I through this, I guess, um, I want to actually develop more courage and confidence to, to poke that a bit. And I'm, I don't know that I'm quite there yet, yeah, especially yeah, not yeah. in kind of the first re-engagement. Yeah, yeah. Hi, guys. Um, what are you talking but, about? <laughs> but anyway, it's, it felt relevant. Like, yeah, yeah. You just reminded me of that. And I have to assume most of those people vote Democrats. But um, anyway, I'm going to just keep wandering around. So let's yeah, yeah, take yeah, us yeah. back to no, your keep, outline. Yeah, I keep wondering. No, I, I think it's fascinating. Um, and then I would just, I, I looked into it pretty heavily. I, I think Florida is a great example, right? And that's kind of why I brought up book bans. I thought like that was a, an example. And this is, again, because I'm exploring DeSantis. It's like, what I could vote for this guy. Especially the way like very evidence-based handling of uh, of uh, pandemic government measures. Like did fantastic, right? And did better in terms of COVID mortality and age-adjusted uh, examinations, which I think are appropriate considering the age skew of that particular virus, uh, did better than California or whatever, which was super authoritarian, went the opposite direction of like very anti-evidence. Is anti-evidence the point they now have legislation in place where if you contradict that, which like a government appointed board of doctors says is the consensus, then you can have your license taken away. So they have gone full California is going so anti-liberal, I can't even, it's one of the saddest things about this whole time period is how non-liberal, especially Los Angeles became anti-liberal, I should say, not even just non-liberal, um, but like in comparison, so, but, but he's, this DeSantis dude has gotten up with a lot, a lot of stuff that I think are great examples of anti-liberal leanings, right? There's some, some anti-hate speech laws that I don't think are liberal um, that he's done. There's an anti um anti-riot essentially thing that is right on the edge or could be interpreted in a way as to be like anti-liberal. And again, I like liberalism as a as something I want both Republicans and Democrats to be. An example though of democratic <laughs> censorship. And again, these are these are undue comparisons. So you're willing to point out, you're welcome to point out like mm, a better comparison would be this other thing. It's a bigger deal. Um, Democrat censorship, we've through the Twitter files and the uh, attorney uh, general of Missouri's suit against the Biden administration We've seen, and there's there's proof beyond proof of an aggressive, exhaustive uh, censorship campaign online fostered by a, almost exclusively, not entirely, but majority of Democrats in terms of online publishing in social media, right? Social media, like Twitter is a self-publishing site. This is all to do with publications. And we're talking about book bans. We're talking about like thousands of challenges, uh, dozens of books being removed from schools, for example. Again, this is mostly around children. This isn't adult stuff, this is kid stuff. Democrats led the charge to literally have people censored and removed, literally kicked off of like public interaction spaces uh, based on 
them disliking the ideas that they were just again this is all based on like speech and people talking and publishing things so again they're both doing it but to me i'm just like the democrats are doing it to a degree that is a it's against adults and then b it's it's the it's orders of magnitude i mean we're talking about tens of thousands of of tweets posts etc hundreds and hundreds of thousands maybe at this point even millions of of like algorithmically shifted or censored and, and uh, shadow banned etc posts that sort of thing so on on multiple platforms um so they're just they're doing they're both doing the same thing the democrats are just doing it on a scale that is it's 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 unprecedented i mean i think ultimately that the the online censorship stuff is it's the it's the big and direct involvement through like the government administration so it's proxy violations of the of the first amendment i mean listen this but people weren't surprised by it. i think ultimately uh robert f kennedy jr is running for a democratic uh get a democratic nomination for president probably won't get it but he was talking about the that like the lockdowns themselves violated like four different constitutional amendments right it violated free practice of religion certainly the freedom of speech was assailed like heavily um those are both Republican and Democrats, but Democrats definitely picked up that torch and literally pointed across the aisle and said, these are the people saying not to do this. So they took it on. They, it's, it's theirs for better or worse. Um, but it, anyway, it violated multiple constitutional uh, sort of civil liberties, essentially. And, and, and again, the lockdowns, I and whatever the, the Neil Gorish, uh, Supreme Court justice, called the uh, pandemic response the greatest civil liberties violation in, in peacetime U.S. history. Uh, I think Jim Crow. I think Jim. I think Jim Crow would like to have a word personally. Um, it's certainly superior. It's certainly superior, meaning more egregious than the Japanese internments, just based on number of people affected and actually the exhaustive, multi-tentacled way in which it violated uh, the First Amendment, especially multiple times. Right? Uh, anytime you you close one church, you're already violating free practice of religion. Um, they're like, well, you can do it at home. You're like, well, that's not really what that means. Whatever. Um, so. And especially since I, I, but again, I have a bias of considering the Constitution as a, a sort of foundational document for what sort of civil liberties are most important to our society. And I would say in general, Democrats have, have shown a, a, a much more open opposition on, on grand scale, having locked down most of the country um, to violating civil liberties, kind of when, if they just decreed it in a conservative sense, hilariously, that they were like, no, we need to conserve. Um, but that violation was just orders of magnitude larger. Again, this is these are all this is this is why I generally have this thesis now. And, and as we talked at length, um, and what led to this podcast, even yeah, I, I think at some point you agreed that you know if, if it was just objectively, unequivocally true that all humans were in mortal danger, yeah, yeah, then then yes, perhaps some of these, yeah you know but but we were so far from having that proof or or and i and i i think you know you, you, I, please correct me if i'm wrong but you know you were like okay maybe maybe we take a week or two Just or even check. you know to, to, to yeah. kind of like pause and check yeah yeah we're but freaking not out the, the multi-months multi-years multi-everything that kind of expanded beyond that yeah, yeah. years and and it should never have been i mean and you just don't enforce it if if liberalism isn't it's a decidedly anti-liberal concept fundamentally because you're saying right. this my, my way or you're fine and then and listen and accelerate all the point and i think this is the to me this is the the whammy so i'll just go ahead and get to it now because we're drawing near low on time but 
when only Democratic mayors, governors, et cetera, enacted like citywide segregation against those who had different ideas, where it said then if you had a different idea about how to how to how to function, how to build immunity, et cetera, et cetera. Even though these ideas were fundamentally, for some, not for all, but for many, were fundamentally actually just more apparent, more accurate, all that sort of thing. Then like at that point, that that was a complete ab abandonment of civil liberties as a as a as a as a premise of concern. So you literally said like since we disagree with you, your your new ideas so much that you cannot participate in society. You couldn't go to a, you couldn't walk into a courtroom. You couldn't. So habeas corpus was, you know what I mean. The right to a trial was was actually withheld. Um, uh, if you didn't comply with certain brand new policies, you weren't allowed medical care. You couldn't, uh, and then you just couldn't participate in society. So I was like that to me. I was like, well, if the switch hadn't happened before that, I was like that is. That's, and 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 I I I could be wrong, but I never heard a single Democratic politician come out against that and say, "We've gone too far. We can't just you can't just tell people they can't go to the movies, like go to a restaurant, like participate. They can't be blocked from all go to the gym. They can't be blocked from society. Like we don't we don't we don't do that. That's like I mean that's in the in the best sense of what American means. And I have a very skeptical view of the American flag and all it stands for, and to the Republic for which it stands. And to the Republicans who stand for it. Um, however, uh, I was like, it's un-American in like the, in the best in the best way of considering what American is, which again to me is centered around liberal principles, which may be my bailiwick. But that to me was like the I was like, ha, has the have the Republicans done anything remotely close to that? Like the closest thing I could come up with was like the um, Republicans have been advocating openly for uh, segregation by birth gender uh, in the realms of sports, bathrooms, that sort of thing. But just the percentage of population involved there is so minute that it was like, that doesn't really stand up. And then as compared to like a vaccine status one, there may be a better example of like where Republicans are saying like, you can't even, I, but I just don't know of any example. Like I can't, like one Republican, you know, one, I don't even know if he was Republican, but one Colorado baker was like, nope, we're not going to make a cake for you. And it was like a huge Supreme Court deal. But then a whole city basically does the same thing that it's like, nope. I don't, I don't believe what you believe, not serving you. You can't even come in here. And actually, if people let people in, which they did, they were fined, businesses were fined over the over the space of lockdown, fined hundreds of thousands of dollars, 30, 40% of small businesses went out of, out of, you know what I mean? So in terms of civil liberties or democracy or all that stuff, like, and again, both, both parties were participant in this, right? I blame Donald Trump for lockdowns also. Like, he is absolutely culpable, and he's been totally taking credit for it. So more power to you bad man but um but i was like to me i was like well how like you can't I, I don't know how they could ever reclaim liberalism at that point but that's my that's my zenith you know looking at a bunch of these different issues and i was like but is there anything maybe i just haven't considered it not having as maybe as palpable a democratic bias like is there any and is there any anti-liberal sort of violation that's reached that that status i don't know and i i just don't know i'm saying i don't know because i actually don't know the answer yeah, I, I don't have an example broadly or specific to a party, but what's coming up for me is some of my own personal experiences um, that I've talked about here related to, again, like actually stepping a couple degrees even maybe beyond liberalism into socialism and yeah, and some degrees of anarchism. And the word that comes to me is like righteousness. 
mm-hmm. where, and I'm wondering about the, the, the correlation, like when does righteousness become anti-liberal? Because we're yeah. so fixated on one version of what it looks like to be a good guy. Yeah. That, that's what I hear in a lot of the examples you just mentioned. For all, yeah, for that, both, that part, we for become, both we, parties. We become completely intolerant yeah. of anything that yeah. seems to threaten that version of being a good guy. Yeah, yeah. To the extent we're not going to even do the research on like the baker, right? We're not going to really, Yeah. we're, we're going to basically attach an entire um, yeah. batch of ideologies and politics to, yeah. to the, headli- the headline version of that, which of course yeah. I think happens a lot. Um, and I've seen it. I've seen it personally uh, in a number of groups. And look, I'm sure I participate. You know, I never want to just stand here as like it's all other people. Either. No, this is it's all this is all an us problem. <laughs> I mean, it's a human yeah. problem. It's a like we all. I think we all fall into it interpersonally or whatever. So any government problem is just a human problem writ large, typically. Um, the, the Florida. Th- I just want to quickly do the Florida thing that you mentioned. I thought was interesting because like that's a tendency that I thought would also be on a personal level. So that's my case why Republicans are just simply more liberal by virtue of Democrats becoming sort of anti-liberal in a pretty aggressive, almost un- some impre- unprecedented in my generation fashion. Um, so I always think it's funny because I, I see, I read, I consume a lot of liberal uh, uh, liberal media on both sides and there are a lot of left bias media because that's I do think that's most of media. I don't know what the percentage is, but it is the majority. Um, but then I see things like the Florida stuff that they said where it's like they're anti-LGBT. And I was like, I found no evidence of that. I found no, but people say it all the time where they're anti-Black or something. I found no evidence of that whatsoever. And I think I sent you the day the travel advisory went out. There was literally like, they, they tweeted the picture of Ron like hanging out with a bunch of Black folks for a law that is, was literally specifically designed to just uh, sort of benefit proportionally uh, uh, black communities more than any other communities or whatever. Or you'll hear that they ban black, black history there and black history is mandated. If you don't take black history, literally you can be fined. Like it's mandated by the um, by the government of Florida or whatever. So there's all these misapprehensions and there's this tendency I've noticed. Now, again, I don't know if the bias is because I consume so much left media. There is a tendency to sort of label people in this sort of othery bad guy sense anti-LGBT is not true. So it really just means you're a bad guy. Anti-Black, it's not true. So it just means you're a bad guy, basically. You're a bad guy and I think you're bad about Blacks or you're bad and I think you're bad about gays. But the evidence isn't there. It's just, a, it's, it's, a, it's a different way to just call someone a bad person. And I know that happens in right-leaning media. I just don't see it to near the prevalence. Like I, I couldn't tell you an example of like where right media has been like, they're the bad guys, I guess. The gro- I think maybe the groomer thing has kind of grown to that degree, maybe where people said to use that, started using that incautiously, where I'm like, you don't even mean groomer anymore. You just mean like bad guy or whatever. But I was like, I, but again, the, the, it's, it's, not an, it's not equivalent, you know what I mean? Where the amount of like anti, anti, or the, again, that NAACP thing is completely ludicrous. It is, I, I, don't, I feel like they sacrificed any credibility they have. They don't have much anyway, but any credibility they had doing that. That was just such a silly thing to say. Like, gay people can't go to Florida. You're like, what? Oh, I, I, I know gay people in Florida who are like, I don't know what they're talking about. Black people can't, shouldn't be in Florida. Plenty of Black folks, literally, whatever. This is a great part of social media. They, they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I came here. And they said this too, which is amazing. They issued a travel advisory on the number one growth state 
in the union. Like literally more people moved to Florida in 2022 than any other state. It was the first time in, in I think, na national history that Florida was like the number one intake place. And as far as I know, statistically, that involved a, a massive statistical number of also of black folks. So then you're saying basically the like black folks moved to a place where they knew they weren't want, like that's, come, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So I just see that sort of thing. And it made me think, A, have you seen that sort of thing on the right? Do you see as much of that right, people on the right saying like they're anti this or they're bad, they're essentially saying they're bad. And related to that, that's my part two question, then we can wrap this up. Um, are you more tense speaking openly, freely, without self-censorship with Republicans or Democrats? Because I think those things feed each other. And one's more somatic or experiential and the other one's more analytical. So like those are the two little balls to throw at you. Well, one, again, just, just to dial in our definitions, what do you mean by left and right? Uh, I mean, uh, Democrat or Republican. Okay, so yeah. not, those are political orientations, not necessarily liberal, conservative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, this conversation is helping me realize that I don't, I don't think consume enough right media. Uh, I don't have very many conversations with, with people, you know, staunchly on the right. That's of course not, not atypical. I, I assume generally I'm above average and sort of stepping outside my bubble, but that's true in some ways. And it's very untrue in other ways. Like, that's yeah, how yeah, this whole yeah. podcast started. Started was yeah. like you and I were just like, wait, what? What do you think about? What have you heard about the pandemic? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, well, like I just said, you know, yeah. I, I, this meeting on on Monday, I didn't feel. It's weird, you know. I think I think the deep. The more complexity I see, the less sort of confident I am to speak up about it, because I become, <laughs> I think, more afraid yeah, that, yeah. and 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 I I need to start testing this. I really do because it may be untrue, especially in some groups like this that I think truly are, truly. I mean, they're saying they're inviting openness. Yeah. Now a lot of people I think say that, and then they don't really respond well to a different point of view. So sure, sure. That's I think in this group, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be well received. Um. That's not exactly what you're asking, or, or maybe it's a part of it. That's part it's of not it. exactly yeah, yeah. A, it's not exactly a politically oriented group, although I could, I think, make some correlations. So in that way, I'm not comfortable anywhere because I I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. I have it's become almost unpredictable to me who's going to push back against what, and yeah. in many cases, my deep sadness is that there seems to be so little space in left-leaning social organizations, there seems to be so little space or tolerance for even asking some of these questions. That, that, that was so true, right? Yeah. In our multi-segmented abortion conversation when sure. I had people saying like, what, why are you talking about this? Why are you giving this guy a platform? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what? what yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like understand of that. course we're talking about this <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah, yeah. i i'm gonna leave with that question uh because that's a big one just what does it mean to show up in integrity yeah uh in spaces where 
there's there's being an integrity and then there's being courageous and then there's being challenging and then they're standing up for what I believe in and there is truly a degree of protecting myself and my energy and a lot of people would say that's related to privilege and I think there's some truth to that um but that's that's what astonishes me I guess is you know I wonder how much of this is is a protective stance mm-hmm. it, the intolerance for conservative. Like, it's hearing conservative, the other yeah. thing exactly yeah. exactly yeah. it's an incredibly conservative <laughs> protective stance yeah. energetically that's why i think they flipped yeah. <laughs> yeah right it's a fact i mean listen this is why i think this thing uh, some way i was like i don't even know how good this question is but like as you i was like this might be real this might be i, I feel like a, like the person with the wall full of things i was like this might be a big deal right i mean if ultimately like if if the Democrats are actually more conservative now, ultimately, in, in the true sense of the word, and then if like Republicans are more liberal, I was like, people should know this. Like, if this is the case, I think it's a tenable, I don't know if it's convincing thesis, but it's a tenable thesis with plenty of evidence. And I think evidence, this is maybe, I wanted to end on that point. So I think the experiential evidence that people know, I think is the least relevant, but for many people, I think it'll be the most convincing. Because and this is something I sort of hear in the media, I do consume. Uh, News-wise, I probably consume much more like Democrat-leaning media, but then like news, but then commentary, I probably consume stuff more on the independent or conservative side. Uh, And this is something that uh, Jordan Peterson was talking about or whatever. He's like, no Democrats will come on my show. It's like, we've invited them. I've spoken to them personally, but he's like, people won't even talk to me. He's like, the reason I have end up having so many Republicans or like right-leaning people on my show is because I'm inviting an equal amount. He's a liberal. So he's like, I've invited more left people. They've all said no until RFK, I think is going to be on his show or whatever. Um, he's like, it's the first Democrat who said yes to me. He's like, but then I'll talk, I'll invite Republicans and they'll talk to anyone. And that's been the thing over the past couple of years that I keep hearing repeated. I don't know if it's the case. Maybe you have someone mm. who's listening has really intolerant Republican relatives. I don't know. I don't have those people. Uh, the Republican people in my family love to talk about everything and argue about everything. They're they're more like me. Mm. Uh, whereas the Democrat people in my family kind of either don't really want to talk about stuff too much, or then they're just like, ah, let's just let's not talk about this. Let's talk about something else. Not even antagonistic, but just like, ugh, let's let's. Did you finish Ted Lasso? How 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 great was the last episode? You know what I mean? They want to like talk about just like oh. other stuff. Yeah, I, I haven't got there yet, so no spoilers. But. Um, but anyway, but I was like, but I, I think that's, I think everyone should ask, A, look at the evidence, I think, on the grand scale. I think the the, the citywide segregation really makes the case, uh, along with all the other evidence, personally, personally, personally. But the, but the interpersonal element, I think, is really, I, I want to keep examining it because I want to hear more people's experiences um, so I can factor, have a wider understanding of people's bodily functions in, in dealing with these sorts of things. But like a liberal person, which again, I, I think of it as a fundamentally good thing, would be open to hearing your idea. And if it's new to them, then that's that's the fundamental liberal liberal concept. And if you, in, in left-leaning or Democrat spaces, find yourself self-censoring more than in the other space, to me, that would be implicit somatic proof that that's a less liberal space. So it's just a good thing to inspect. It's like, I don't, to me, test this theory, test it in terms of the evidence, but test it out with people. When you meet someone who's, if you're a left person, you meet a right person, start talking with them about stuff. Are they open to it or do they start calling you names? I've heard, I've heard anecdotal inf- incident of the, of the latter behavior. 
Um, I just personally, in terms of interacting with people online, I've had antagonistic conversations with people of both persuasions, but largely, way more largely have I had antagonistic response. I mean, and we're talking like by the order of like 600 to two kind of thing or 300, I guess that'd be 300 to one. In a 300 to one, 300 left people are antagonistic and like one right-leaning person is antagonistic. So to me, again, I, I think I think the flip has sim simply happened. And it didn't just simply, oh, sorry, I said that wrong. It didn't simply happen. I think it's specifically designed as as to be such, it's just to weave everything together. Yeah. The, the anti-woke law that um, Ron DeSantis enacted, right? Uh, specifically was sort of an anti-C, like uh, in explicitly is like an anti-CRT law, right? That's kind of what it was also referred to as. And it became this thing of like, oh, he's he's bad guy, right? Um, but critical race theory specifically is antagonistic to liberalism, like is anti-liberal definably. So Richard Delgado, one of the four like founding fathers of critical race theory, um, along with uh, Derek Bell, et cetera, et cetera, um, defines it as such. He says, unlike traditional civil rights discourse, which stresses incrementalism and step-by-step -step progress, critical race theory questions the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment rationalism, and neutral principles of constitutional law. Now it says questions there, but in terms of practice or even philosophy, uh, it's not it's not just like, like questioning incrementalism, it's it's antagonistic towards incrementalism. It's saying that's literally the wrong way. It's an abolitionist concept, which I'm I'm okay with. I'm I I, I more than question incrementalism in the pro-life thing. We've talked about that before. But there's 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 it, this is a philosophically intentional move away from liberal, liberalism or questioning it to the point where the, where it's it's being abandoned like intentionally. For example, then because that's what happened, right? There was this sort of anti-liberal thing saying, we don't want these ideas here. But it turns out it, by being anti-CRT, you're anti-anti-liberal. So it, was, it is a conservative instinct to preserve. This is amazing, right? So in that one act or whatever, that's a conservative instinct to conserve liberal principles, which themselves are partially in violation of liberal principles. Explodey head emoji. Explodey head emoji. Um, I yeah, and I just anecdotally, and I think this is the reason I've become even more shy to stick my neck out. It's like anecdotally, I have numerous examples of people in the spaces I'm in, like I said, social justice, you know, more socially oriented, yeah. justice oriented spaces being completely intolerant of even a question outside of that even even any yeah. anything that sort of would would sort of bend us to another framework we've talked a lot about that in terms of yeah 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 that starting to feel, feel, feel more like a religion um but you <laughs> feel like we could have a whole episode on jordan peterson and i don't know if it warrants that but <laughs> that is i never mentioned his name i can't yeah 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 it is it is a lightning rod it's it, so it, amazing it's a complete complete distraction total lightning rod yeah and i get it i i almost feel like i should do some writing about this because when i first encountered him yeah. i had the same reaction because i was mired in that same kind of attitude and i yeah. i wrote i journaled a bunch about it it's it's yeah. it's kind of some scattered notes but i journaled a bunch about how fuck this guy and like how he's wrong and all this and and then as i got deeper and deeper i was like wow like how how my bias against him 
from what I had kind of heard about him, sure, was so deeply bending the, the the sort of the truth of what he represents. Now, I'm not put, I'm not putting him on a pedestal either. I don't agree with everything he says, but yeah. wow, is he a good example of like a lightning rod person? And yeah. then I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't know that Democrats wouldn't even go on his show. But I'm not at all surprised. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as as a, a I mean, literal a liberal, like a literal liberal dude. That is like his fundamental and the, and the whole especially his podcast, whatever, is just an interview. It's an interview show where you literally open yourself to new ideas. So it's, it's, it's almost like a, a preeminently uh, like liberal, uh, uh, he's, a, he's a bastion of liberal ideology, which is kind of so fascinating. And I have the same impression of him ahead of time too. So anyway, fascinating. fascinating. And I feel like his, I would say the, the principal thing, if I were to describe one thing that he's about, yeah. it's about personal responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Individual, Which, uh, individual rights slash responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. And I think that's what you're saying. That feels like a very liberal concept. It's like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. So. Final word. Yeah, are Republicans the new liberals? I mean, obviously, I was pre-biased, and I, I continue to be uh, convinced that. Um, yeah, Republicans are the new. I mean, they're both liberal. Is the is the real answer? But in terms of like which one should be called such semantic for semantic accuracy. Uh, I'm going to just go, I'll just go ahead and do a thumbs up. I really have no idea. Neutral thumb. Tri- Neutral triple, thumb. Trembly metal, metal, metal thumb. Yeah. Will he be, will he die or live? Uh, but I want to appreciate you very much. You use the word integrity. And I think the, the way you're using it was, it's multifaceted, right? Structural integrity in terms of what you can literally handle before you explode, but also the integrity of like, showing up as who I am, like honest, honest self. And then integrity, the third meaning is like sort of moral integrity, meaning like right, the righteousness aspect we talked about. And I think showing up in all three of those can be, it can start things swirling because those are three different, those can be oppositional forces demanding different amounts of liberalism and conservatism, funnily enough. So I want to thank you as always for showing up in your integrity, Andy Swinther. Thank you for showing up in yours and bending me, my mind and heart into to new and sometimes scary, scary spaces. And I love you. I love you. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye. Bye.